Hi there. My name is Dick. His name is Danny. Hi. And this is the Dirtbag Adventure Film Reviews, the podcast where we review all ranges of outdoor adventure films so that you know what to watch. Coming to you from the crag, the put-in, the hill, or even my mom's, no wait, your mom's, no, someone's mom's basement. In the absence of any real sponsors, we'd like to give a shout out to the lifties. You guys eat a ice cold bag of shit, but hey, it's worth that free pass. Here we go with this week's film. All right, so if you build it, they will come. Welcome back to Dirtbag Adventure Film Reviews. Today we are reviewing Shift, which is an awesome story, sort of about mountain biking, which takes place in the Carcross Yukon. Before we jump into that, I want to thank everyone that has listened to the first Dirtbag Adventure Film Reviews podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah, we got so much amazing, so much amazing feedback from it. Uh, Jen Randall reached out to us, which was amazing. We were both really excited. Yeah, pumped. Um, yeah, super pumped. So hopefully one day, and she liked Jendel. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully one day she comes back on the podcast with us when we review Psycho Vertical. That These would be... people don't like my nicknames. Yeah, so you're one for <laughs> you know a lot now. Yeah, <laughs> and I give a lot of nicknames, especially yeah. when I'm driving. Exactly. Yeah. We yeah. also had a review from uh, someone on our iTunes podcast, Big G88, I think his name was, or her name was. Whoever you so, are. Whoever you are, thank you very much. We really appreciate yep. that. That being said, someone give us some negative feedback. <laughs> we had one that told us that we were being too nice, and that is awesome. We'll you know what I had to say to him or her? Fuck you. There we go. <laughs> there start, it is. We'll start there. <laughs> That's where we start. Yeah, exactly. But yes, please give us um, some feedback that we can, some constructive feedback that we can work on so we can make this better for you guys. Because, well, like, I mean, really, we are just doing this for us, but we'd like it if you enjoyed listening to it at the same time. Yeah, we want to grow and get better. Exactly. And, and it needs to be constructive feedback or just feedback. And I think we obviously live in a, like you and I live in a bubble, like a silo, right? Like an information echo yeah. chamber, like... What we say is always going to come back to us, blah, blah, blah. Yep. So we think we're doing amazing, but we, we want to be humble and hu- uh, hum- have some humility towards this and, and, and get better. So so please, don't don't be shy to give us some criticism. Yes. Now, you may have noticed there is a more melodic laugh with us here today. Yeah. And, a uh, kinder, Richard, sweeter voice. Yeah. <laughs> so we really want to welcome uh, a very good friend of both of ours, Becky Giamarino, who will be joining us today to review this film. So Becky... Uh, Tell us hello, about yourself. Hello. <laughs> yes. Well, my name is Becky Jimreno. And I'm really excited to be on this podcast. Uh, I have been hearing about it in conversations in my front foyer for a while now. <laughs> a little bit of context there. Becky's my roommate and probably the first person I spammed with the podcast. So Yeah, which yeah. I was kind of like, all right. We so. forced her to listen to it. <laughs> Here's this podcast that Danny's texting me 1,000 times about. And then I actually listened to it and I was like, damn, you guys know what they're doing? Or at least it's entertaining. That being said, biased. I like both of these gentlemen and I like chatting with them. So, of course, I like the podcast. That's great. Um, but, yeah, so super excited to be on here and reviewing a film that has a special place my heart yeah actually i would say that we chose this film based on your recommendation nice. right yeah i think um i had seen this film and loved it and was thinking i really wanted to get becky on the podcast because we talked about it and it just kind of like was perfect to do this film with yep. becky so speaking of that becky tell us what you do yeah so i guess a little bit of context i currently work with an organization in calgary called two wheel view um, and so we are we like to say that we're an organization that changes kids' lives from the seat of a bike. 
And so my position within Two Wheel View is the TRIPS and Indigenous Programs Coordinator. Um, so that means that I oversee multi-day cycle touring trips with youth. Um, these can be from like in around Calgary, Calgary to Bragg Creek, Calgary to Banff, and our biggest one. Calgary, is from... Alberta, Canada for all those yes. international listeners. I think Thank I checked. You. I'm not sure if we've had any international listeners. Hey. One day. Actually, one. Sorry, Jen listened to it and she's from Europe. So <laughs> right. There you okay. go. At least yeah. one. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Our longest trip is uh, Drumheller to Banff which is a nice long tour. How long um, is that? I think it ends up being 10 days at the end of it all. Sweet. Just straight headwinds all the time. Yeah, and lots of hills. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Um, but then I also run um, programs in schools. My specific job is schools on reserve. Um, so I work with Morley uh, as well as Eden Valley and hoping to work with Sutina soon, teaching bike mechanics and then taking those youth on bike trips. So youth work, Mm -hmm. Using the bicycle as a tool is something that is really close to my heart, something that I yeah. care a lot about, youth work in general. Um, the other part of this is that I lived in Carcross for a summer, um, and I did construction work with one of the lovely characters right. on this show, Shane Wally, um, and so definitely a lot of kind of heartstrings tugged on throughout watching this film. Um, yeah. And yeah, definitely care a lot about what they're doing there and got to be kind of witness to a lot of things that were going on in car cross. Yeah. We, we just watched it. And while we were watching it, there was like little moments I could hear of like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, totally. we, we have a rule too. When we watch the films, we try not to talk about the film. And I could hear, I could feel. You could hear me cooing. Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Just covering my mouth. Yeah, yeah. No, don't say it. Which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really, really cool thing that's going on. Cool place to live. Yeah. Bikes are cool. That yeah, leads into. Cool. Let's do the synopsis. Yeah. So let's yeah. let's dive into it and tell you a bit about what's going on there in case you haven't uh, seen the film yet. So, Shift is a half-hour. I'm reading the synopsis right now. Shift is a half-hour documentary about the indigenous youth from Carcross, Yukon, who have spent the past ten years converting traditional trails in their town into a world-class mountain biking destination, and transforming their community as themselves along the way. So, um, to give you a bit of background, so Carcross is a community in the Yukon, and I thought Carcross it sounded to me like a Russian name. So, I was like, oh, maybe it was like first name when some of like you know some people first came over. It's not. It used to be called Caribou Crossing. And oh. back in 1904, there was a bunch of mix-ups with the mail with another town that wasn't too far away called Caribou, Caribou Regional District oh. or something. Maybe Carmax. But yeah, so that's they, really easy to say and not irritating to write that on mail. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really convenient. Exactly. So they ended up changing the name of the town to Carcross as in Caribou Crossing. Right. So yeah. So Carcross saw all sorts of... Um, Different economies come through, such as having the gold rush at one point and then mining at another point. Um, but pre-2006, there wasn't a whole lot going on there. And industry had fallen out pretty much. Industry had fallen there was out. the smallest desert, and there still is. Oh, yeah. oh totally. <laughs> World's smallest desert is in Carcross. Oh, okay, okay. I have this <laughs> travel book, and it, 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 that's one of the locations in it, and it's because yeah. it's the world's smallest desert. Anyways, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Ah, I, like I like it. Yeah, I like it. Sorry, Danny. No, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, um, so Becky, actually, you ended up spending a whole summer there, didn't you? Yeah, so summer 2013, I went up, moved up to Carcross um, on my own to work in adventure tourism. So wait, wait, on your own? Like you, did you, was it through the school? It, yeah, it was for a practicum, um, but I didn't have to go up there. Like you can go. Right, right, yeah, yeah. You can go. Um, 
What, is, what really quickly? What? Uh, how did it get on your radar, and what motivated you to get up there? That is a really good question. Uh, I always felt like I needed to explore the north. Um, now that I've been there, I kind of understand that there was something within my, you know. Mm-hmm energy spirit heart that needed to go in the north and now i can't seem to stay away i right. feel like i end up back there all the time um and it was actually interestingly enough the organization that i was um supposed to be guiding for they did a lot of work with um carcross tagish first nations youth doing like leadership programs and stuff like that right okay and so and then they were super very much ecotourism they were you know the food they provided to their clients was supposed to be organic and sustainable and right. all these kinds of things that were really amazing. Their values aligned with your values. Exactly, yeah. Okay. And okay. so it was a bit on a whim. It was honestly like I found the website and I was like, I'm going to apply for an internship, see if they'll take me. Oh, right on. Yeah, and they did. I ended up having a few Skype sessions with the owner of the company. Um, nice. As it turned out, uh, things weren't exactly as um, advertised. As they always are. As they always are. (laughs) Always are not. Which put me in a situation where I was doing construction with Shane and heard a lot about the trails that he was building at the time. Mm. Um, So, you know what? There's a silver lining in all these things. And I learned a lot that summer and I fell in love with Yukon. Yeah. I didn't do any guiding, but that's all right. (laughs) Which is okay. It's okay. Guiding can eat your soul at times. (laughs) Yeah. Can make you you hate humans. Yeah, amazingly, you meet a lot of jaded mountain guides. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, jaded any guide. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, river guides. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, so Shane Shane Wally, I remember you telling me about him before and just how you instantly fell in love with him. And it was so easy to instantly fall in love with him in the film, too. Like yeah, I think. Character. <laughs> well, I guess we're, that's maybe getting into character. Oh, Ooh, segue. Segue. Um, yeah, I thought that this film. I mean, being a short film, you can only get into so much with each character. But I thought that, you know, hearing that you felt that you were just like, oh yeah, totally falling in love with Shane. He was well um, represented in the film. And his that everything that Jane was saying when she was talking about him, that was exactly what I learned. He was so positive all the time. And to be honest, when I was working construction, I wasn't the most positive person because that was not what I moved to the Yukon for. <laughs> like, I was not happy to do, doing that. But I remember Shane just, like, being so patient with me and taking time to teach me exactly how to carry those big sheets of plywood, like, using your yeah. skeletal system to get... Yeah. You know, like, he taught me so many things that maybe some of, some other people didn't have time to slow down and teach me but it was just it was amazing and and i'm really glad to hear that you guys got the same impression from him in that film yeah Mm -hmm. so do you want to give a bit of context for shane well we can do that okay but (laughs) i am gonna admit that there was a lot of characters and i wasn't great at keeping the name because i was also distracted by the beauty of the film and then the deep story of the film so let's just shane was the Older elder? No, so sorry. He's uh, the Shane youngest Wally crew is, leader. Yeah, he was oh, one of the youngest okay. true, crew true leaders. He's the one that instantly took up leadership. Yeah. Uh, that, that one. Ah, uh, okay, okay. He's okay, the one yeah. who said, uh, it's real groovy. And then I right. started laughing when we were watching yeah, it. So yeah, I was yeah. like, yes, it is real groovy. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, so let's, um, Richard actually touched on one of my biggest gripes about the film, which we'll talk about in a second. But just to give you a bit of context, so... The Single Tracked Success was a bike program started by Jane Koepke, who I think was a local to Carcross. 
I believe. I'll have to look at that after. I have the oddest feeling like I've met her. Yeah, Richard thinks she's she's met her sometimes. So Jane, if you end up listening to this and you I hope know you a guy named Richard Krauss or as I refer to him as Dick Dickerson, yeah, please uh, reach same. out and we can reconnect you guys. Um, but so she started this, or she was one of the founders of Single Tracks Success, and then Shane Wally, the young gentleman we were just uh, talking about, he was one of the first members of the Montana Mountain Trail Crew. So Montana Mountain is a mountain in Carcrossed, owned by the uh, First Nations group there. And instead of um, using the land to basically harvest natural resources to bring in money for their community, they decided to start building a mountain biking track on the mountain, which was a pretty incredible use of time and also a great way to get youth excited about being back on the land that their ancestors have lived on for many, many thousands lived of years. Off of, lived off like of. Like yeah. the way they speak about it in the film historically that was like their basket of life yeah it was really yeah yeah basket yeah and And, and i loved how like they they create that they they tell you that story and that history and then and then uh, they touch on really briefly any small town industry or small industry town issues across canada and north america you know mining dries up logging dries up mill mill towns uh logging mill towns dry up and all of a sudden you have like a large a community of hardworking people that don't have anything to do. And then, you know, like really terrible things can happen or take hold in the community. And, and, and I love how you can see that they were like, well, or, or Jane introduced the idea of this modern twist of making that land valuable because it always will be valuable to the community, to the, the First Nations group there, but then making it valuable to everybody else. And so now... There's a, there's a monetary value, there's a cultural value, and that historical value, I'm sure, as it looked like in the film, is, is being told uh, pretty pretty often. And so I love that idea that now uh, it's, it's protected again. It's no longer, like it's under their management, but they're never going to be forced to allow uh, you know, a mining company to come in. To, to give them money so they can survive and stay on their land. Now, now like tourism and the bike community can, can, I, I love that idea. I love that that's it in a, like, I just, that blows my mind. I think that's why I'm drawn to any sort of ecotourism. Yeah. So, it's, it's the definition of thinking outside of the box in terms of bringing, <laughs> yeah, like financial gain to the community. Well, a community with population of under 300 people having 3,000 people biking on their trails which yeah. was said in the film like that and that's you know Carcross is still on the cutting edge of kind of those top and I remember suddenly hearing about in like mountain biking magazines and all this yeah. stuff like Carcross is like the place and you hear about it in the film too people saying these are like the best maintained trails that we've been to ever right and that's there there's never going to be a situation well I guess I shouldn't say never, but that somebody's going to be like, no, we're actually going to like stop these trails. Like we're going to build something on the mountain. Right. It's not going to happen. No, that is protected, even though there is that little bit of damage of one trail going through here and there. But those were based on historic trails that were already there anyway. So I just think that that's so true ecotourism. Yeah. Yeah. And just, I just did the math really quick. So there's 300 people living in that town and the... On the website, yeah, use calculator. Exactly, (laughs) math is our thing. We're gonna throughout this podcast, our math is gonna become so great. (laughs) No, it's mathematical skill. (laughs) If you haven't watched episode one, go back and watch. And two, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's. Becky hasn't listened to episode two yet. There's a math. There's a math in there too. Um, (laughs) 
Anyway, but so 300 people in this town, and granted, it's only seasonal work. It actually creates 60 jobs for people in the summer. So that it creates jobs for 20 percent of the people that live in Carcross. Right, and then pretty amazing. (laughs) And then there's going to be shops. They talked about a lot of like that's. And I mean, like that that was specifically those 60 jobs that they talked about. That was specifically on Trail Crew. Yeah. So So then you have like Boreal Guides, which Boreal is like a really big mountain bike guiding company. From what I've heard, really amazing. I have a couple friends that work there. Right. Um, and like that, they were the ones who uh, employed Shane to do some mountain bike um, teaching stuff. Coaching, and then you yeah. Coaching. And then you have like, you know, now there's space for a bike shop, like a freaking bike shop in car crash. A hotel, uh, a hostel. Gelato ice cream. Yeah. As it yeah. says in the film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So or Caribou Crossing Coffee, where I used to work for a little while while I was in the Yukon. Oh. Working coffee, go say hi to Heike. Another <laughs> plug there. Heike, get in touch with us. <laughs> um, awesome. do, question, you guys have been, uh, well, you've finished your degree in Danny. You're uh, <laughs> finding my way. <laughs> you're, you're doing it like most e- e- ecotourism students, but in a very unique way. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, is this model... Uh, that they have achieved. It looks like it's on its way to being quite successful, and it is successful. Is this model something that other First Nation groups or other small industry, like like you know those uh, classic industries, dying? Is that a model they can follow and and rebuild on? Absolutely. I mean, the 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 key points on you know creating ecotourism is something that's not degrading the natural spaces right. or if it is it's in like the most minimal way possible yeah mitigated uh, mitigated exactly something that's involving the local community yeah uh, something that's educational which i'd assume there's some education within the mountain biking even if there isn't I there's cultural there's cult exactly yeah. there's yeah. like a historical and cultural learn like uh, yeah. education for the people that go there exactly and then yeah. also like something that's active and so this is just sustainable all around i don't know if you have anything else you want to add about ecotourism yeah not really it's um it's a prime example of why ecotourism and how it can work yeah and having the (laughs) freaking having the youth on the land building these trails and having ownership of these trails yeah it's a perfect it's it's the the perfect model Mm -hmm. it really is yeah and i think what's so great about this film is i've I've, obviously as you're going to see throughout this podcast is just the discussion it creates around it yep um yeah because we can see we're having a hard time staying on track and just <laughs> reviewing this film because the subject that um, it was documenting is just so incredible yeah well, well uh, let's go into well we're not done characters yet oh my god yeah no we haven't even finished characters Jeez. that's what i mean yeah okay let's get back to my gripe about Ooh. the characters oh, now yes. this is um so this is a little different so typically with a film, and this one being around half an hour, I'm just looking at the characters page on their website right now, and there's 12 characters it lists on the website. Uh. And so, like, my biggest gripe with any film, that, especially short film, is having too many characters in it. However, this film did... I didn't feel like, you know, who, who's this now or who is that? The film did an amazing job at representing these characters, and I think, as you said, like, how Shane Wally was represented very fairly, mm-hmm. and... Just uh, showing their input into this story. Yeah, everything that the characters said was valid and topical and brought more to the story. Nothing was redundant, yeah. But I also, I understand what you're saying, Mm -hmm. that the the broad range of characters does make it a little more difficult as a viewer. Well, I think think generally, yes, but I'm going to almost say this film's a bit of an enigma. 
with right. that mm-hmm. and that yeah the nothing was redundant every character had had a purpose within the film and obviously they were all a part of the story so it might have even i kind of wanted to think well maybe it should have just been shane telling us most of this story like it was awesome that uh Jane Kwebke, who was one of the founders of this, was a huge part. But I was almost thinking, well, maybe Shane should have been the leading character in this. But after watching the whole thing, I think everyone was, yeah, like we said before, we were done enough. Everyone was represented really fairly. So I think it worked out quite well. Totally. And I think, you know, like if I think about if it was just Shane doing it, I'm sure it would have been amazing. But, you know, like having the chief having Danny Cresswell there explaining a little bit more about kind of how it was to, you know, the community resisting change and like the importance of the mountain to the community. Um, And then having Justin, who's on the developing side of things. So that was the guy talking about um, working on development and working with the community, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of a little bit more of the entrepreneurial spirit within Carcross Tagish First Nations. Like it was just, yeah. I think they did a really good job of rounding it out. And yeah. then you have somebody like Shane, who's been, you know, on trail crew from the beginning. And then you had, I don't remember the name of the youngest guy who was hoping that he'd be a bit bigger next year. Yeah. So the work so was a bit easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. it's amazing. That's pretty you know, rare. It was, it was, it was pretty... Mackenzie, Mackenzie Harper was the uh, Mackenzie youngest guy Harper. there. I hope you got bigger, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> totally, Mackenzie. We're rooting for you. May you grow <laughs> strong and tall. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just really think that I totally agree. Normally, I wouldn't want that many characters. Right. But with this, because it's, you know, it wasn't your typical adventure film. It was a much more of a documentary. Yeah. And it was also like this little snapshot of a community, a really beautiful community that's flourishing right now. Yeah. And flourishing in really good, sustainable, wholesome, grassroots ways. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just really think that um, having all those, different, yeah. it was this really holistic, this big view of the community yeah. from different angles. Yeah, absolutely. Fully agree. Mm-hmm. And, and all the characters that were represented... I would like to sit down and have a beer with, or or except for the young ones, except for the young ones. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll just sit down and have a chat, or go for a bike ride with a creepy bike ride old is. man. Yeah, no. <laughs> Reframe that. Richard would like to go for a bike ride with. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. That absolutely, <laughs> and that's that's like kind of rare if you're going to put that many characters in this style in this sort of a film. Absolutely, as we were just talking about it. From a technical level, it was a brilliant storytelling move because even though they were Wait, showing we... all of these different characters without without telling us without telling us um like telling it to us like oh yeah look at all the lives this is affected they showed us all the lives that have been affected by what's happened yeah. so brilliant storytelling move in the film yeah. I liked it we're calling it Enigma many characters in this is okay so I ended up giving the characters an eight out of ten for my score. Becky, what did you do? You're new to this. I give the characters a 9 out of 10. Awesome. Uh, you'll probably find that throughout this, my scores are very high. It's okay. She's another Richard. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, buddy. Yeah. High um, five. The Oprah's of the Outdoor Reviews. <laughs> you get points. You get high scores. I love everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, characters. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know if that goes in adventure or story or characters. Probably story. Um, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Um, probably a 10 out of 10 would work, but I'm just going to give it a 9 out of 10. Oh, 9 out of 10, because there was just so many that it was tough to keep track of. Yeah, they were all cool. valid and represented, and, and it was great, but it, just, it was tough for me to keep track of who they were. Uh, uh, or not who they were, but who like, their names were. Mm. Yeah. You know, So that's yeah, 9 yeah. out of 10 for me. Yeah, absolutely. And really quick, before we move on, 
kind of what we were talking about earlier, how this story is so easy just to talk about what actually happened there. I want to just give a call out to the filmmaker. Oh, um, yeah. Because, yeah, she, like, she did an incredible job uh, with this. It was Kelly Milner. Oh, so yeah. She's a writer, director, and producer, and she is the founder of Shot in the Dark Productions, which is a northern production company that creates wilderness and outdoor life media and entertainment. Um, so as Ooh. she says on her website, we tell stories and explore issues and ideas that matter to people who live in and above the 60th parallel. So very cool. North of 60 um, production company. She's done a lot of other cool projects as well as I think some um, uh, some fiction projects as well. So Oh, right on. We yeah. have to dive check, into that. Yeah, check out her uh, yeah, check out her website. It's shotinthedarkmedia.com. Oh, nice. Can I add one more thing about characters? Yeah, yeah I might as well, too. Okay, okay. perfect. Um, Roberta. I thought that Roberta, who's uh, the female trail crew. Oh, yeah. Remember? I thought that her perspective was amazing. I really loved her comparison of her being Wendy of the Lost Boys. Oh, yeah. I thought that was so sweet and wonderful. And she brought a lot of, in her little segment, she brought a lot of depth into all these things that she was saying. Yeah. Um, and she also, like, had this, like, kind of, you know, without she kind of had this like brilliant motherly role. Like when she said that she was she was able to go out and like watch the boys grow up while she's in the yeah in the woods. I just thought that there was something really beautiful about that. And uh yeah, I really appreciated having a female member of the trail crew and obviously somebody that has been doing it for a while. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. that was really nice to see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was yeah, perfect. Great. I was gonna say that of, of the characters, and maybe that's part of their story too. So we why don't we move? Why don't we segue into story? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, just like I love, man. The story is a fantastic one. Um, I wanted to talk about how like big thing that I loved about this. So it's a First Nations community in the north, and there is so much. Uh, I think attention and focus on the negatives in those communities, uh, in, in, in all the stories I've heard, and I'm not going to recite them, but this film didn't touch on one of them. And I loved it and appreciated it for two reasons. Cause it wasn't, it didn't need to be the focus of the film. It didn't need to be part of the story. And I think as a, and hopefully I feel like an informed Canadian, uh, that I know a lot of those stories and, and maybe they're misconceptions. Maybe they're totally not true, but I, I know some of those stories and some of those uh, ideas. And, and it was refreshing to see a real pro positive spin, not spin, a positive like community doing really well for each other. And the self-awareness, mm -hmm. that was something that I really loved. They, they were, yeah, they were just aware of their location and what they valued. And then that, that, like that moving into a modern like world yeah i just that that, that was like the, the big part of the story that still for me that i really valued was that l the lack of focus on the uh on the difficulties and stresses and and issues in in native communities first nation communities in canada in northern canada so i really valued that mm. yeah so that that really like hit me hard like hit me hit like it yeah I'm gonna yeah. shut up now <laughs> <laughs> it felt good yes <laughs> there go. the feels are good Totally. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, I can say so much about this story. Um, Please do. God, there were so many parts of it. And I mean, it can almost go into like the kind of like tear goosebump moments a lot for me, which I will touch on a little bit later. Touch on um, it now. Throw it in. Yep. 
Yeah, why not? Okay, I'll just see how this comes out because I have a bunch of notes saying a bunch of different things. But um, one huge part of this, like, there's different parts of the stories that pulled so strongly on my heartstrings. And there's one where they were talking about how Carcross Tagus First Nations had just gotten back Montana Mountain. And here they are doing this kind of like something that seemed risky, you know, like they didn't know what was going to turn out. And it was also, you know, this breadbasket, this totally sacred mountain for the community that is now we're going to go in and explore it and see if we can create trails. Like that is a scary thing. That is risky and it could be, you don't know what's going to happen. And just this moment of like the nation had just got it back. And now we're about to go into this. There was like this kind of like success of like, yes, they got it back. And also, which just, which I think I kept comparing it to your typical kind of adventure film Mm -hmm. story. And it's so different, but it also has those, like, this was a huge adventure for the community. Oh, yeah. To embark into this. Yes, A yeah. huge adventure for the youth, for Jane, for everybody who was involved to yeah. totally get into this. And so I thought that that was such a huge way to build into the community. Um, Justin talking about how he had come across a lot of negativity, um, kind of people who weren't so sure about it. So Justin, again, being the guy who was the developer, um... And he said, when we come together in a circle, we always make make the right decision. Although sometimes it's a bumpy road to get there. And I just thought that like, that was a really good, I, from my experiences with working with indigenous communities and the way that things happen, it's like, there's good, you're going to, it's just, you got to meet with the community and you've got to build that trust and it takes time, but eventually you come out with something really, really amazing. That's like a, a metaphor for life. Like this right? film was full of like oh. quotes that I'm like, man, I'd put that on my wall. Like... <laughs> Not my wall on Instagram or Facebook, but <laughs> my life Literally wall. Yeah, wall. yeah. Like it's, yeah, it was full of those moments. It can yeah. be a bumpy trail. Oh, you went for it. Um, um, uh, and then the other thing that I wanted to say was there's like this combination of like having the kids working on the trails seeing them working on the trails, which was like this whole year, like imagining their lives working on the trails and yeah. what it was and seeing, hearing the interviews of their pride within the trails. And then, then it goes to a shot of like some tourist mountain bikers on these like really expensive bikes ripping down the trails and the kids saying how these were, people are telling them like, yeah, good job on the trails. And these are some of the best maintain, maintained trails ever. Right. Anywhere. Um, which was really cool. And then the flip to like, there's the tradition of when the kids finish riding, finish making the trail. Yeah. They ride it. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I love this job because I get to rip down the trails as soon as we're done. I get to play where I work. And it just added so much to the story of oh. like adventure and fun and, yeah. you know, being out on the land. Oh, and the other thing was when Justin said, you know, community members were kind of worried about sending these kids out into the bush. He's like, mm. well, really, like, that's the safest place to to yeah. send them yeah. and then you hear all these anecdotes of these kids having amazing experiences out in the bush and out on the land in this non-traditional way you know it's really you know capturing something like an ad- adrenaline based adventure sport but it's out on the land and it's still getting the kids out on the land yep. which is so important for any youth no matter where you're from and it's just I think that they did such a good job of tying in all these really important yeah. important things that are happening aside from amazing trails yeah, absolutely. And I love what one of the young guys said. I'm not sure if it was Shane. I don't think it was. But said that everyone has heard of the Montana Mountain Trail crew. And it shows how revered it is to work on that crew and yep. how much they actually enjoy working on the land. I thought that was really cool. And every single one of them, 
at like towards the end of the film was saying, I hope that I get to be on the on the crew next year. I pray that I'll be on the crew next year. Yeah. It's something that they all love and they, you know, yep. really have a passion for. So cool. Yeah. Um I was gonna say about the the that side. Um so I've been like lucky enough to take like youth out into the nature, the wilderness. And you you hope as like a guide or a or a instructor or a coach of some sort that that that, that they face some adversity right and sometimes you have to create an adversity mm, for them totally. to face but these guys like it, they got to like look down a trail and be like we got you know we got a couple hundred like or thousand meters of trail to build and rip apart so so the adversity is already there and then that 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 working together that sweating side by side problem solving like micro problem solving macro problem solving that, that draws them together. And that's why, obviously, they're a strong crew. That's why they're, like, passionate about it. And then they get to re- reward themselves by riding these fun trails. And that's something that, like, in jobs I've worked in at Ski Hills, when you get to build a jump, and then you get to be the first. And that was, like, a big thing. They're the first ones that get to rip that trail. Totally. And, as and they should be, you as, know? Yeah. And, like, there's so much pride right. and, and love. And also, like, that self, like, it, it allows them to be uh, humble, right? If they make a mistake or they want to change something on the trail or it, it allows them to... It's really... not somebody else telling them to fix it or do this. Exactly. It's like they decide. Yeah. It's their tra- their ownership, that total pride in what they're doing. Yeah. It's just incredible. Yeah. Oh. No, I love that part. And, I, and I, I connected with that in the film where I was like, it actually, I wanted to be like... There's me like, I'll, I'll go build some mountain bike trails with some dudes, some dudes and girls, you know, like I want to, I want to go wreck yeah. some stuff and then, uh, go like re- flip over gigantic boulders and have them crash. And <laughs> yeah. Places. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I, I wanted to be there. I wanted to be on the crew. And that, totally. Yeah. totally. Yeah. I, I want to go North. Like, I've always wanted to go North and I will, I'm not a mountain biker, but I'll be taking a mountain bike with me. Oh, when we, do I need to talk about that? I'm sorry. I, over the years, have grown to not want to mountain bike. Oh, my Because my risk... I know, I know. I like my bikes. I like my two wheels. I love them. But uh, I see the at times the risk versus reward. And that was actually something that was really great about those trails. So uh, the, the films that come out of, you know, like what we see out of Red Bull or uh, Whistler and Squamish, those are like, they have insanely cool trails, but they're also like, there's some high consequences. Mm. And it was really nice to see the trails that were like they everybody spoke highly about them they looked fun but the 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 risk was you know it wasn't getting big airs it was like really smooth riding it seemed and, totally and, and i think that comes back to like this idea of cross-country riding and i mean not to say anything bad about downhill or whatever i think whatever you want to ride you ride get but on a wheel. Yeah. i find cross-country riding is like that's where i feel connected to the land that's where i'm you know i'm going up i'm going down i'm not going super fast necessarily all right. the time but you're traveling distance and you're really seeing the change in the environment as you move through it yeah. and that you know there's sometimes a lot of times there's this idea of how mountain biking is and it's kind of like crazy downhill stuff but there's a yeah. lot no, to it no no it totally is and that's mm-hmm. that's why uh, i me personally have like moved away from mountain biking cuz i I'm like, my body's my paycheck. And, and mm. so it's like, I can't take those risks. But but this reminded me that there's, oh yeah, there's like really fun, like trails that don't involve me hucking myself off a cliff. Yeah. So, yeah. No. So adventure, right? That's what we're still on. Yeah. Oh no, I don't, we're, not story, we're not even we're on still adventure. on story. So, but Damn. <laughs> what Becky said earlier about adventure, which I'll, I'm going to touch on again, because it's exactly what I wrote down. Let's, uh, we'll touch on that. But first, Richard, what did you give story on this oh, one? 10 out of 10. Woo-woo! 10, 10 out of 10 over here, too. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I gave it 9 out of 10 because, yeah, it's a, it's so amazing. Um, it's 
one of the greatest stories out there. So Yeah, I think Danny's a believer in that it can always be better or always get better. I think yeah. Danny also has a lot more training than you and I, Richard. Yes. <laughs> in, in film. <laughs> that yeah, that yeah. being said, this is one of the better stories I've seen in <laughs> outdoor adventure films. So, well done, guys. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. All right, moving into adventure. Becky hit it right on the head because that's what I was thinking when I watched it. No, this is not a traditional adventure film where the adventure is you're risking your life doing something or trying to do something. Well, actually... They were trying to do something that had never been done before. Yes. And it was at great risk to the community and great risk to the youth that they were working with. And it pulled through and came out. So the adventure behind this was, like, unbelievable. It was a huge risk for them to take, and it, they did it so well. And that's kind of – and I gave adventure, I'll say, right now, 9 out of 10 because it was – like, that's what I was thinking when I – Yeah, when I was watching the film. Yeah, fully agree. It, it wasn't an adventure of, like, a single person trying to dominate themselves or, you know, like, challenge themselves through the whatever. But it was, it was like, a community who seemed to need to come together. And that's probably in a massive and insane adventure altogether in itself. And then, and then yeah, and then building the trails is obviously an adventure. And, yeah, no, it was, it was great. And it was also represented in the film fantastically. Like, it touched on all of those points, like, how it needed to. Nothing was, again, redundant long so yeah yeah totally i gave it a nine out of ten as well i touched a little bit on the things i was talking about it but with adventure um kind of like yeah not your typical but it was this adventure for the community and i thought that also when jane was talking about what was it a whole year or a year and a half that she spent like just exploring the mountain and following these historic trails i thought about how much of an adventure that was in itself yeah. mapping and exploring these historic trails that maybe people had been on some of them probably were just talked about in stories and yeah and, totally. you know all this yeah. so oh, i just that... thought that that was incredible i remember also, richard at the at, in the film and i was showing the photos of them first exploring I was going whoa like just blown away by oh the yeah it's beautiful yeah. country Carcass yeah is incredible yeah that, that like what you said about that whole year that's like i was like where do i sign up for that job yeah, <laughs> that's like all I was thinking. Scouting for mountain bike trails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Or, or, and then, and then tying that in with historical trails, like gold rush trails or like uh, uh, trapping trails. That would have been such a unique experience. Because honestly, not so far. If if my my mapping is correct, not so far from Montana Mountain. Just oh, what it be? It'd be southwest. There's like a mountain that has a big mine on it and you can go and see the ruins of the mine. Whoa. And so I'm sure there's connecting trip. Like, you know, you could probably keep going for quite a ways. And I think there's potential to keep building the trails if they want to further and further, which they will keep oh, doing. Yeah. It's just like this mecca of, of small trails that could be built into like really rad biking trails. Yeah. I wonder like what percentage of the mountain they've actually built trails on. It's probably tiny compared oh, totally. to all the land they have to play with there. And that's yeah. the thing with biking, too, is that, I mean, and I'm sure hikers go on these trails, too, but with biking, you're you're covering a big distance before you stop and pull off to the side of the trail. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you don't actually even stop and pull off to the side of the trail. So although, yes, the bike tires, and especially if it's muddy, can be pretty damaging to the soils and stuff, you are in a really limited area that you're moving. And right. compared to other activities, it's you're, you're pretty good. You're yep. being pretty good to Mama Earth. The most yeah. yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it's great. Yeah. Great. All right, let's touch on uh, <laughs> let's touch on film work here really quickly. I know both of you were like ooing and aahing at some of the shots in the film <laughs> as we were watching it, which is Wait, awesome. Did we give a score for adventure? Yep. 
Did you? I don't know if it did. Did you? Okay, what was you guys were nine out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. I like kind of want to buck the trend and go ten out of ten. There you go. Mm. But but me. Like, no, do, do you go with your game? Yeah, okay, cool. Good. 10 out of 10. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. of all those reasons, socially and adventure-wise. And that was the other thing. As an adventure or as a place and a location and the story, I'm drawn to it. Mm. I want to go mm. and have my own adventures on Montana Mountain and in that community and meet those characters. That's That was a big thing. Like, I'm like, I was taking notes in my mind and like writing down, <laughs> got to go out there for a bike. And, and also as a paddler, I was like, oh, I bet there's some good white water. Could be, but I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm going to go there for the biking. But anyway, so 10 I was I was thinking, I wonder what kind of snow they get there. Oh. Go, go backcountry skiing on Montana Mountain. Uh, not very good. Becky's shaking her head. If you're from yeah, Carcross, send us a snow report. Let us know what it's There's like there. Yeah. Sweet. I hear White Pass is amazing. I've never been there in the winter, cool. though, so I don't really know. Okay, so yeah, let's touch on film work really quick. Um, big shout out to uh, David Hamelin, who was the director of photography and the editor. I love it when DOPs also edit. I think that is Becky's mocking me. DOP. Yeah, that I, was a gangster way to say it, though. Like, DOP. <laughs> right, I'm going to sound a bit like a nerd here. It's actually industry standard. Let, <laughs> let, we need, I need to be informed. These are good. I learned these. Yeah, yeah, I learn so much from Danny. Yeah. And I also will never not tease him when I have the opportunity to so. they call me an educator educator slash punching bag she's making me sound very small and skinny she's not oh. totally wrong <laughs> anyway um, David Hamelin yeah amazing job with this the film the film work told the story really really well and uh, I'm sure you and Kelly Milner spent many many hours making it all work and yeah I thought it was really well done you guys, any comments? Um... Yeah, I mean, I was pretty hesitant to give. Well, actually, no, I wasn't because I gave quite a few ten out of tens. But <laughs> I, so the film work side of this uh, analysis, definitely, I don't feel like I've made a few films and I've, you know, watched a lot of films, but I don't really know that much about films. So I gave a nine out of ten simply because I didn't know. Kind of uh, yeah. Um, yeah. That being said, I think that they did a really good job. Um, there was so many scenes of the natural world that were just like oh, so many feels like they they're talking about the value of mountains and they also showed this scene of like us um, like time not time lapse but slow shutter speed water yeah. flowing mm-hmm. what's that called which then? was also time lapse but yeah so it's basically <laughs> just uh, <laughs> so it was time lapse yeah. <laughs> yeah. so that's yeah. what it's called absolutely I knew it yeah. what is it what was the technical term for that shot it, it's it's a it's well yeah a, it's like it's a she got it right it's a slow shutter. Um, time lapse. Yeah, slow shutter's time lapse, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and the creek and the mountain range. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think beautiful. you guys are right. There is a term for it, but. And there was yeah. the other point, which you actually pointed out when we were chatting earlier, um, which I wanted to touch on too, which was, I think I put it in another category, but it was when there was a tree and then they were talking a little bit about the community engagement and how tourists were so appreciative of Tarkarkas Tagish First Nation allowing people on their land and then there was this tree and then there was also the rising of the totem pole oh yeah and like just yeah. that shot you know they say pictures worth a thousand words and you really do feel a lot in that moment that the the totem pole went up and i don't know if that's like film work editing whatever but i thought that was really cool i, w- I would imagine that that could have been shot on an iphone and it would have had a, a yeah. like it could have had a, like a lasting significance totally. on those people who understand mm-hmm. the importance of that kind of um of that ceremony 
Um, I kind of wish that that would have been in a little bit more, like that story of the, the totem rising. But I, maybe it didn't relate so much to the mm-hmm. community and the biking. Um, yeah. I could tell you a little bit about that carver, if you want to hear yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so that carver, and he was actually in the scene right after the totem pole goes up. Um, there's some of the Tlingit dancers, and there's a guy who has a ponytail and a goatee. His name is Kevin Wolf. Smarsh, I think, mm-hmm. and he is an amazing carver. He has a studio, a carving studio, right, um, kind of just outside of downtown Carcross, but that's like one half block of because it's really small. <laughs> Carcross is like so one he's second. technically downtown. He's right there, yeah. right central Carcross, right on the water. It has an amazing carving studio. You can go check it out if you go visit. Um, cool. And he's actually an incredible carver who has his artwork on display in Buckingham Palace. No Whoa. way. Yeah. Super cool. Oh, yeah. wow. And really I'm cool pretty plug. sure he may be from... I, I think Let's... maybe he's from Carcross, but I also kind of have this sense that he's like uh, a little farther west, like maybe coastal, but I'm nomadic. not 100% sure. Maybe he's yeah. nomadic. Daniel, do a little bit of research. So yeah. for me, film work was unbelievable. They hooked me, like they hooked me right from the get-go. The love, I love shots that are close-ups on like on the mountain bike. Mm. I'm not even a mountain biker. But like the mountain bike, the spinning wheel, the bouncing tire. The opening scene. The opening scene hooked me. I was like, oh yes. Like I was like, <laughs> I was ready for that. And then um, and then when they were discussing uh, Carcross, car the way they shot the mountains from under the bridge, right? And like floating. They showed like, and, and I think when he said like, oh, what was the phrase? Boards, bikes, and... And rides oh yeah uh, hikes hikers bikers and boarders or something like yeah that. yeah yeah and i was like that's like i loved it because it, i felt like that's me i'm mm. like i'm one of those people like mm. i want to come there and then and then uh just the, the shots the way they did the shots like the panoramics the this the what is it danny when they go like left to right or right to left a pan a pan, yeah, pan, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, panoramic. You got it right. Yeah. Hey, look at us. We actually know these terms. <laughs> um, replacing my job. <laughs> Next uh, week, join Richard and I. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, so I, I loved, I loved those. I loved the shots, and and then two of the trail, like just the shots were beautiful, and and like showing the kids working, like. I've never want. I've done physical labor most of my life, and I've never wanted like no movie, no show, no film up until now. Maybe a couple of like rafting or kayaking films could maybe kind of pull that out of me. Was I like, yeah, yeah, I wanna, I wanna get a, a grab a rake and a pickaxe and go hit some trails. Mm. You know, like that was like one of those ones that it 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 inspired it me sold to sold it. Yeah, to be part of a team and do some physical labor. I do physical labor right now every day. <laughs> And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess what I do is pretty fun. So, so that was. I, I thought, I thought the film work was fantastic. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I did a little bit of research there. So, it, yeah, Becky was right. It is Keith Wolf Smarch, and he uh, presented one of his. Oh, I said Kevin. Okay, no, Keith. Sorry, sorry. Don't worry, Keith. We're on it. Um, <laughs> so Keith Keith Wolf Smarch, he presented one of his carvings in 2001 to Will and Kate when they came through. Oh. And although it actually was the uh, the chief from Carcross that presented it, uh, Keith was given ten minutes with them to talk about his carving, oh. which is pretty cool. Would have been a, would have loved to been a fly on the wall for mm. both seeing the carving and the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely, we'll link his website um, when we release this podcast. Yeah, pretty sweet. And if you end up listening, Keith, keep it up. Yeah. Hey, Keith. I don't know if you remember me. Came into your carving shop. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's awesome. Right, Denny, what do you think about film work? Yeah, uh, like I said, I really enjoyed it. One, okay, I'm going to do a gripe in the spirit of trying to be meaner on these podcasts. David, you did an amazing job. But my gripe at 16 minutes and 50 seconds. <laughs> um, so, okay, so you did a shot with, and um, we should probably segue into score after this, because you did, you did that segment with Raven Strutt, which was super, super cool. And then we had a few more minutes of them uh, continuing off the story. And then you did another small segment of a mountain biker, like unknown mountain biker ripping through the trails before you went on to, um, or before the film went on with the, with the kids and showing them ripping the trails. I thought it probably would have been better if you got rid of the second mountain biker, just did the kids. And maybe I found that it was really fun and enjoyable watching the kids, but I thought the production value from before filming the mountain biker was a little less so. Than the, or a little more so, sorry, than the production value of filming the kids ripping yeah. the trails. So thought it would have been cool to spend a little bit more time doing the kids. Again, I'm digging really deep to try and yeah, find something to gripe yeah. on. So yeah, it was exceptional work. I gave it an 8 out of 10. I thought the film work was awesome. But yeah, let's touch on score well, really quick. I don't oh, think, you, have you given a score? Did you give a score? Uh, I think I did, yeah. Yeah, 9 out of 10. Oh, uh, I was going to go 9 out of 10. And, and there was a couple, like I loved the shots, but there was a couple transitions that I was like... I felt were abrupt mm. for me okay. as a viewer, and and I wasn't. I was just obvious again digging. Like what kind of like what kind of transitions? There was a, I can't remember when I maybe should have took a note. That's okay. But there was just a, like a few that I was like I just felt like it was like like a bit shocking, like jarring, very subtle, but it was still like I was like ah oh, what, and then and then it was easy to get back into it because it was beautiful shots. Cool. Also agree with Danny on the quality. There seemed to be. Moments of different quality. And you know what? It could have very well been a part of the storytelling that we're just missing. But yep. anyway. Mm-hmm. So I give it a 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. Sweet. So let's touch on the score really quickly. Um, so yeah, the score for the rest of the film, like for the film, was pretty sweet. Actually, honestly, I don't really remember anything other than Ravenstrut, which is a really, like, which is a really good sign. It means that it didn't detract from it at yeah. all, and the score just added to the film. There was some really cool sound work in it as well. Bicycles sound so cool. And it's yeah. Really awesome yeah, that you can yeah, include that into it. Um, but Raven Strut, which was performed by, so composed by Kevin Nanoon. Uh, I'm going to butcher this, sorry, Kevin. Gax Clevenger. Um, and then, yeah, so very cool. Kevin, you need a website, man. Couldn't find you. Found, a, found you on SoundCloud, found you on YouTube. Awesome work. If anyone wants to check out Raven Strut, the song, or download it, go to SoundCloud. But uh, yeah. Hey, Danny, do you want to make a want to make a website and a a music video? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Reach out, Kevin. Don't <laughs> yeah, know what you're doing yeah. these days. Send us an email. Yeah, Danny makes films. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But yeah, I really like the score. What did you guys think? Yeah, I pretty much wrote this. I gave it a 9 out of 10, and I said not distracting, but added to the stoke. And again, kind of re- referring to a little bit more of, like, the traditional music um, mixed in with, like, this kind of, like, hype music. Uh, especially, this kind of segues into stoke. Well, in that, sorry, really quick, that relates so well to the film. Like, a modern twist on using the land. Yes. Mm. Right? So, when you hear bands like uh, these guys in A Tribe Called Red, it's, like, traditional music with a modern twist that's allowing them to... Like carry their culture forward with them. Bridge the gap. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the music, there were certain points that the music added to the emotional feel of the film yeah. of the scene, um, without distracting you, which is why it's kind of like you know, you're already like, Oh, I don't really remember. But then when it did add to the stoke, you're like, Oh yeah, 
that yeah. point. Like they're ripping down these trails that these kids have just built. Yeah. And the music is going, and you're like, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to go ride Crow Girl. Crow Girl, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> yes. That's definitely a cheers moment. Yeah, that yeah. was a cheers moment for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yes. Yep, same way. Um, and didn't detract. Great sound. Yep, giving it a 9 out of 10. Yeah, what did you say first? Uh, 8 out of 10. Yeah, and I said 9 out of 10. Also. Awesome, yeah. Yeah, sir, let's talk about Stoke. I think you guys are all very aware of what we thought and we how stoked, stoked we were after this film. <laughs> Do we even? Have, I don't even have to talk about. What did you give it? Uh, I give it a nine out of ten. I did have yeah, two things that I wanted to say. Um, there was this part where, and it was kind of like a cheers moment and added to the stoke, where Jane was talking about how they had this whole plan of creating tourism, and then they got out on the land and they were working with the youth, and suddenly like there was oh. more important things. They were like working on the next fifteen meters of this, and and uh, you know they kind of put their heads down and they looked up and people were coming. And it was like people were showing up. And that was so awesome. And then also <laughs> um, the future of Car Cross Stoke. Yeah. It was this, it wasn't said blatantly, but it was kind of this underlying feeling of Stoke where you're like, wow, what is going to happen to well, Car Cross in the future? You had mentioned, I think, before or while, we while the film was going on, you had said that. So, like, talking about Stoke and the town and the future of it. So, you were there in when? 2013. So, 2013. And this film came out in 2016. So, three or years. one in Banff in 2016. So, maybe 2015 yeah. it came out. Right. Then, then, um, and you said that, like, when you were there, like, the trails and the town. Like, why don't, why don't you just tell us the story? Yeah. Like, like we... so seeing the scenes where there's so many mountain bikers like i never ever saw that i was there for a whole summer and i never saw that once right like there were there were a few bikers and there was they were starting to build you saw those buildings with like the kind of northwest coast paintings like the traditional paintings on them those were brand new when i was working when i was living there and working there yeah um but i knew the development was happening yeah but you there were people like uh people would come in from skagway alaska on buses kind of like doing Alaskan cruises and coming in on the tour buses and so there would be these rushes of people that came in and out but it wasn't mountain biking and to see those scenes where there was like just hundreds of mountain bikers that blew my mind and families and young kids kids adults yeah that's pretty pretty sweet so the stoke is totally there for the town and mountain biking that's something that's grown since at least since 2013 and still growing yeah yeah my stoke I want to visit like would love to take some time and help. <laughs> For some reason, I want to help make a trail. Uh, the, yeah, and the Stoke. Yeah, just I think it's it's way You're up. Stoked. And, yeah, I'm pumped. Pumped <laughs> to get on a bike. And pumped to get on a show. I know. I'm not. A, I'm not a biker, and I'm really excited to try and go bike these trails. Yeah. So, yeah. If yeah. you see a, a broken amateur filmmaker on the side of a trail <laughs> on Carcross, stop and help him out. It's <laughs> probably Danny. It's probably me. All right. Yeah. So I gave nine out of ten for Stoke. Yeah, 9 out of 10 as well. Perfect. And then the only one we haven't talked about is length. What did you guys think about the length of Shift? I think it, I think I could have watched two hours of this, but I think for what it was, it was perfect. And I gave it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. I, I have to give it a 10. I think I might be scoring this higher than my one of my favorite films, the one we did last <laughs> week. And, and there's a part of me that's like angry, but whatever. No, it's, it's 10 out of 10 because it tells a story. I'm captivated. I'm left wanting more. I'm not 
like frust you know what I mean? Like there was oh oh there was some questions. I'm still giving it a ten out of ten, but there's some questions that I had. Um and, and that's just very simple and, and not difficult to Google. Thank goodness <laughs> for the Google. So yeah, ten out of ten. Danny, what'd you what'd you think? Yeah, I gave it uh I love as Becky said, I love the length. Um it was just long enough that they filled in all the information you needed and none of it was redundant. And, um, yeah, and you were just kind of left wanting a little bit more. I gave it an 8 out of 10 because any film can be shorter, but it was a great <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't too long. It's an yeah. interesting way to think about it. Any film can be shorter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was that. And then, uh, so, yeah, just talking points. Um, we talked about Cheers. We talked uh, about, what was this? I, I said a little bit about Cheers, kind of those moments that were pulling on my heartstrings. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys had anything specifically that came up for you guys with tears not um, having like i feel since you had such a connection with the community having lived there and knowing a yeah. lot of these characters yeah it was a lot a lot for you i i was very touched by the story but it wasn't uh not as much as i almost cried watching the important places last last week yeah <laughs> yeah um but that being said i would love to show this one to my parents because they actually traveled through car cross and had a lot to say about it and my dad loves biking so i really am excited oh. to show this film to him because i know they're planning going north again next year yeah so i want to show this film to them and hopefully they'll spend a little bit more time in car cross oh than they man did, than they did before yeah that's yeah. great um i think what are we doing just all the talking points <laughs> yeah <laughs> I had too much wine. It's so okay. Rewatchability is so rewatchable as well. Yeah, I've seen that film three or four times now since I first saw it in Banff, and yeah, I'm really excited to watch it again and show it to more people. It's yep, definitely a film you can't get bored of, and I feel it would give you the same stoke every time you watched it. Totally, yeah. I've watched it quite a few times now, and total rewatchability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were oh, cheers. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Also, that being said, uh, I meant to mention this off the start. This film won the People's Choice Award at Banff. Mm. That's a big deal. So to give you an idea, a whole bunch of film, a whole bunch of film awards are given out at Banff. There's like you know best, best climbing picture, best snow picture, best cultural film, best um, uh, what is it? Best short film, and then overall best of show. But People's Choice Award means that every single person who goes to Banff and watches these films, there's usually around 80 films, every single person of the thousands of people that goes there votes on what is their favorite film. And and most people voted for Shift. So it's a really big That's deal incredible. to win that award. Yeah, it's one of the most yeah. prestigious awards at Banff. So well done, guys. It's pretty sweet. Yep. Yeah, power to you. Rewatchability for me. Yeah, watch it all the time. I can. It's like one of those like Stoke films. It's, totally. it's an odd it's like a sneaky stoke film yeah you don't think like if yeah. you think if you were to talk to it talk about you know it's like the story about yeah you know this describing it maybe you wouldn't, wouldn't wouldn't do it justice yeah. yeah but then you watch it and you're like oh my god i can't wait to get on my bike i want to go adventure north and all yeah. this stuff kids are awesome youth work <laughs> is awesome everybody should be doing this and then, <laughs> and then we did we danny yes to the parents right that was yes probably yeah yeah, yeah de- definitely, absolutely. In fact, I'm questioning why I haven't yeah. shown my parents this yet. Yeah. Seeing as they never, they ne- they've never been to Car Cross when I was living there. They didn't get a chance to come and see me. And yeah, I yeah, what what? Why haven't I? Yeah, I know. Do it tonight. Yeah, head All over right. there. <laughs> mom and Dad, if you're listening, <laughs> get on it. Um, cool. So Wait, I, Mom and Dad test for me. Oh yeah, sorry. Is a yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. My parents are a bit older. They're never going to go to car crash. They're not going to go mountain biking. <laughs> but they're going to love the emotional tie. And they're going to love the story. Very cool. You know. So. And they're in West Bragg, like close to a very big mountain biking community. So mm. I feel like Oh, well, be... actually, I grew up on an 
On the Suatina Resort. You did? Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I grew up on Red Wood Meadows, which yeah. Oh, yeah. doesn't count. What well, does and doesn't. It's land leased by the Suatina. So yeah, yeah. From yeah. the Suatina. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. There's, like, like, you know what? That's a really good point. There's some rel- uh, uh, relevance to the film for them. Yeah. And also, so you've reviewed it, and you're their baby, and they will uh, <laughs> hear about the film. Exactly. True, true. All right. I just want to give you a little bit more infor- uh, information on this particular video. Um, if you want to learn more about it, you can go to uh, shiftthefilm.info. As well, this is, uh, I think, very important. Riding bikes on Montana Mountain is free, but running a trail crew is not. There currently is no day passes or use fee for using the trails on the mountain. Every year, the car cross, uh, is, it, is it the Tajish Management? Is that how you say it? Car cross Tagish. Car cross Tagish uh, Management Corporation has to find funding from other sources to keep the S2S program running. And while it is great that more people are coming to car cross, the cost of keeping the trails is awesome is going up. So um, you can actually go to their website. So if you go to the shiftthefilm.info and then go over to the second last menu option, which is support, you can donate um, to the trail crew there. And I'm definitely going to donate uh, after this. I think it's such an amazing organization and such a model for many, many communities. It needs to keep going. So, yeah. yeah. If you guys watch the film and you love it, which you will, please go to the website and give them a bit of support. Also, to find the film, uh, you can find it on Vimeo. Just go shift on Vimeo. You can rent it for, I think it's renting for $4.99. You can rent it for 24 hours, or you can just buy it for $14.99. I think you found it on iTunes as well, didn't you? Uh, I bought it on Vimeo. You bought it on Vimeo. Yeah, sweet. So I think that's probably the best place to find this one. And yeah, check out Shot in the Dark, too, because she has some very cool projects going on. What's her name again? Her Kelly, name? Kelly. Ka- yeah, Kaylin. Uh, one sec. Oh, God. It's Kelly. <laughs> I need to know this. Kelly, and then starts with an M. Kelly Milner. Milner. Yeah, Kelly Milner. Yes. North 60 Production Company. Kellner. Kellner. Reach out to us. If you have any other films that you've made and you want us to review, please let us know. Absolutely. We're gonna. I'm going to watch some anyway because I honestly, I looked through and I was embarrassed to say I haven't actually seen any of them. So I'm really excited Sorry, to. Kellner. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited now to go and watch some more of your content. So very good work with this film. We should we replug Becky what you're doing? Yeah, really quick, absolutely. So just really quickly, if you want to learn more about what Becky's doing, visit uh, www.twowheelview.org. And Becky, yeah, absolutely. Um, Two of you, we are a nonprofit running in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, um, working with bikes, working with youth. Using the bicycle as a tool uh, to build youth development, youth leadership, uh, involve social and emotional learning, and have fun. Honestly, bikes are so fun. Doesn't matter how you do it, cycling to work or school. Get on your bike. Getting on on the trails, whatever it is, it's so friggin' fun. Yeah. And it's good for you, it's good for the planet. Something super cool about this lady. We live in Calgary, Alberta, where we get, you know, about 11 months of winter. She <laughs> bikes to work every single day. It was like minus 30 with a minus 10 wind chill every day over Christmas. And she was still biking all over Calgary Woo-hoo. every single day. It's pretty hardcore. Thanks, guys. Way more hardcore than me. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. So if you want to check out two of you, check out our website. Feel free to email me. My email is on the website. It's also Becky Plug it right now. at twowheelview.org. B-E-C-K-Y at twowheelview.org uh, I'd love to hear from anybody and everybody always stoked to be connecting with community yeah wicked Danny where yeah. are you what are you going to do first off uh, check out our Facebook page we're constantly updating it there 
We don't know what film we're going to do next week. It will be involving snow. And oh. I challenge you all, loving the positive feedback we're getting. I don't want to hear any... Maybe give us a bit of positive feedback about this one because it's a pretty positive thing. But give us, <laughs> give the podcast as in like you know me and Richard. Give us some negative. Tell us what we can do better. Like negative, not as in you guys suck. Give us something constructive. Oh, something oh, let us let us know we suck. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, we're gonna keep doing this. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> like Becky said so well today, we've been doing this for a long time. We're just recently making it public. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, email us at uh, dirtbagfilmreviews at gmail.com. Give us some feedback. Give us some love on Facebook subscribe to our channel on itunes and we're looking forward to talking at you again next week yeah. thank you so much for having me on this podcast guys oh definitely gonna be doing that again she gave us so much wine before we started tonight it was <laughs> hammered <laughs> not hammered no no i'm kidding wine and frozen pizza it's almost classy <laughs> oh it's, it's so dirtbag that's dirtbag classy <laughs> it was too it was classy because it came out of a bottle know, not a in a box <laughs> there we go there we go so you just upscaled time. dirtbag adventure film reviews Anytime, guys. thank you so much for being on the show <laughs> We're going to have you again for sure. Yeah. And I guess that's it. Peace. Later.